Welcome to The Beautiful You Life, a podcast that calls you out of shame to show up for your life. I'm Chrissy Hutchings, and I'm here to invite you into healing. Every week, I'll share stories and steps to walk this journey out of shame into living a beautiful, unapologetic life. You're fearfully and wonderfully made by God, and He created us to boldly show up for our lives. Are you ready to shine? Then join me today. Hi, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in this week. This week's topic is going to actually kind of be the start in your journey if you're coming out of shame, coming out of abuse, coming out of any place in your life and in your relationships where you have really compromised yourself, not chosen yourself, and really not shown up for your life. And you know what? That first step is the beginning step into this brand new authentic life that we are talking about and we've been talking about. You know, your first step to freedom from shame and the debilitating impact of abuse, failures, and sin in our hearts, lives, and relationships, and most importantly, the relationship with our Father and ourselves. But with God on our side, as we encounter his heart and his word on this journey of healing, we can live in the glorious freedom Jesus died to give us. So let's go ahead and begin this week. I want to open up this week with um, a scripture verse that is really one of the most beautiful places in the Bible. And a lot of people use this scripture as um, an example of worship. But really, I really want to see it as a whole other place. You know, when I read this scripture, I put myself in this woman's place. And here we are in Luke 7, verse 36 through 38. Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, asked Jesus to eat with him. And Jesus went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Wow. Every time I read that scripture, I wonder, man, I would love to have been in that room and watched this woman who was probably steeped in uh, tons of shame. Who knows uh, what the Bible is referring to when it says she was a sinner. Some people speculate that she was a prostitute. And she came in among the most righteous in the universe, Jesus Christ himself. And she bowed at his feet. And I would imagine as she's pouring out her tears, that the shame of her life is just washing away. Look, never underestimate the power of your tears and the cleansing that really comes to your soul and your heart as you pour out those tears at the feet of Jesus. Look, my go-to place in every moment and especially in moments of pain and shame and heartache is at the feet of the Lord. I cry out my tears to him. I cry out my anguish to him. And I know that he hears me. He's not standing there ready to pound me, ready to condemn me. 
God remembers that we're dust. The Bible says that he remembers that we are dust and he has pity on us. And I have felt the pity of God in those moments when we come to him with just our hearts wide open. And look, when you're in pain and you're in shame, guess what? You don't have any other option but just to pour out your heart and life to God. If you're going to hide from people, that's one thing. But one thing you can never, ever, ever do, and we're going to teach you not to hide from people. (laughs) That's what this podcast is about. But also it's about not being ashamed in the presence of God. The blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed us from all sin. And when we come to the throne of God, he says, come into the throne of grace to receive mercy and help in your time of need. The throne of God is not a place of condemnation. Let me say that again. The throne of God is not a place of condemnation, but a place of grace, a place of help. God wants to help us. I can't tell you how many times I've prayed the prayer, help me, help me. (laughs) And in those moments, there are some times where I explain that, but then there's other times where I'm like, God, you know, you know what's there. And I lay it all down at your feet. And that's what this podcast is about. This podcast is about letting go. And I want to read to you a journal entry that I made when I really came to terms with, I'm ready to let go of all the things that have held me back in my life. Fear, shame, condemnation, oh gosh, all kinds of stuff. Self-hatred, self-loathing. Look, if you've ever had self-loathing in your life, man, it is the bottom of the barrel as far as I'm concerned. But I want to share with you a journal entry that I made on that day that I said, God, I want freedom no matter what it costs me. Here we go. Today, the beginning. Not easy, not battle-free, but the beginning of my life. I have examined the places I've been, which now seem a lifetime away, and truly am ready to let them go. Like helium balloons when I release them, I don't know where they're going to turn up, where they'll go, or the consequence somewhere else. I only know I'm ready to let them go ready to stop being afraid, ready to face the reality of my life, myself, my relationships, and the consequence of it all. And I want to stop right here because part of letting go is once you let go of something and stop controlling it to work out how you want it to to work out, there's going to be consequences. And a lot of times when we're afraid to let go, that's what we're afraid of. We're afraid of what is going to be the impact of me no longer having control of the situation. And in that moment, in this journal entry, I was ready to face whatever that consequence was. I have such a peace about it. So peaceful. Although I know I'm about to face the Goliath of my life. I know I don't face him in my own strength, though. He's too big, too strong, but my God will fight for me and bring me the victory. His wisdom will slay the giant, his strategy, his direction, and I am looking to my father for knowledge and wisdom. And now that I look at this um, this entry, oh my gosh, I'm probably about two and a half years, possibly three, away from this this journal entry. 
And I can see how the wisdom of God has slain the giant, his strategy and his direction. And the rest of the, um, the journal entry goes like this. All my life, I've looked to man and within myself and even my own understanding for answers and directions. But my father has called me to his side to walk with him in complete surrender, in complete trust. No one knows me but him. He made me, molded me. I have hidden away and sold myself short. Sold myself, sold myself, sold myself. But he has redeemed me. Shined the light on my beauty and said, You are mine and none can pluck you out of my hand. None can harm you. Trust my strong arm. Trust my voice, my revelation and move. Leave your father's house, leave what you have perceived as truth and walk in the truth, my truth, the reality of heaven, the reality of eternity. You are eternal. Set your mind, your plans, and your purpose on eternal things. You are a pilgrim, a sojourner, a citizen of heaven. Let's not do things according to this world anymore. Come walk with me. Yes, Lord, I say yes. My heart is wholly yours. Given to your desires, your plans, your voice, your purposes. There's nothing this world has for me. It holds no appeal, no luster, and no prize. Only you, my God, are my prize, my goal, my portion, my desire, my purpose, and my pursuit. I am wholly given to your love, your voice, your heart song. Father, help me stay on the path that leads to your heart and life. Keep my eyes wide open. I want to see you. Wow. You know, I don't think I have read that journal entry uh, in probably a couple of years. Uh, A lot of times I'll go back to read my journals over again. And that's a good thing for you to do. Also, if you're a, if you journal, if you don't, I really encourage you to do it because it's very, very healing, but letting go, who even knows how to do that? (laughs) I mean, I've been told many times in my life to let it go or just let it go, but who's ever told us how to do that? I'm not sure. uh, I've ever heard anyone even articulate it and I'm not going to try to do that this moment, but you know, those things that you've held on to, you know them. You know what they are. In fact, as I'm saying this, you can see them in your heart. The only thing I know about letting go is placing everything that I know that I'm holding on to in my hands and lifting them up to the sky, lifting them up to the Father in heaven and saying, God, I don't know how to do this letting go thing, but in the best way I know how, I lift all these things that I'm carrying, that I'm holding on to that are my prize or that have my life and I'm giving them to you and releasing my hold on them. Please give me the power to completely let them go. That's what I've done in the past. And that's what I continue to do. Anytime that I know that something's got a hold on me, you know, and, and really that's, that's really ultimately what it is. It's not so much that I have a hold of them, but it's got a hold of me. And Every time I've done that, God has taken those things 
And when I try to take them back, his Holy Spirit reminds me and I release them again until one day I don't feel their hold on my life anymore. And that's when I know I've truly let them go. And that's what we're doing in this moment. When you begin to not feel their hold on your life anymore, that's when you know you truly let them go. And, you know, letting go is not a one moment or one day or one encounter time frame. There's going to be times that the enemy is going to try and come back and bring that thing back into your mind. But you know what I've found? When God has really healed that place in your life, and you know, the Bible says that, you know, when, when you've cleaned out your house, um, the evil spirits, they look and see that it's clean and they bring back seven more, more powerful. Look, I'm telling you, I have walked that path in my life, but when we empty out and we let those things go and they leave our life, we've got to replace the empty house with something. And that's with the word of God. You know, in this moment, we're letting go of our need to hold on to hurt. Oh, Goodness, that's a huge one. Sometimes we can identify ourselves by our hurt. Sometimes that's our identity. Our pain is our, has become our identity and we don't know how to live any, any other way. That's how I, I was. We hold on to injustice. Hey, I, I deserve justice in this situation. And we hold on to pain and the trauma. Releasing our need to be identified and defined by the things that have wounded us. That's what we're talking about in letting go. We are letting go of the pain itself. But we also want to let go of our need to be identified with it. What is it in you today that needs to be identified with your trauma? That needs to be identified with the pain. And you might say, man, that's a crazy thought. But let me tell you something. If you sit and think about it long enough, you might realize that this is you. I have this need to be identified as a victim. Why? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you one reason why. Is that as long as you're a victim, you don't have to take responsibility for your own life. If you are a victim and it's everybody else's fault, guess what? You don't have to take responsibility, You and you can always put it on somebody else. Because taking responsibility for your life is hard. It's challenging. It will try and test every fiber of your being to take responsibility. But let me tell you this, when you do, the power and the authority and the freedom that comes into your life is not worth being compared. You know what I'm saying? It's not even worth being compared to what you held on to in, in identifying with your trauma. Don't understand today if you have a need to be identified with your hurt, with your pain, and with the injustice. The things that have caused us hurt and pain and the people who've caused it. Choosing to take a brand new path in life that we have no idea what it looks like, but we trust as long as God goes before us, we're going to be okay. Now, what, what does that look like? What does that look like in actuality to let go? Okay, let me give you this little, uh, just a little tip for you. During your meditations this week, I don't know if you sit down and meditate the word of God, if you have affirmations that you do as you're reading the word of God, or as you're really getting your me time, as you're journaling, um, make a list of the things that you know you're holding on to, or even think you're holding on to, and that are holding on 
to you. And you also can make a list of the things that you, the needs that you have to hold on to this. Why? You know, what's your payoff? What is your payoff by holding on to this pain? There's got to be a payoff somewhere. Because if there wasn't, you wouldn't be holding on to it so tight. Pray and ask the Lord to reveal to you what those things are and write them down. This may take several days and that's okay. You have plenty of time. As you're making the list, the Lord may have you park on a few of the things that you wrote down and mourn them. Look, let me tell you something. Grief is a beautiful thing. I don't mean wallowing in getting down into a dark, dark place and staying there, but I'm saying mourning your losses because a lot of our pain is connected to us trying not to feel the pain. (laughs) How many of us have gone through situations that were painful and all of a sudden you just sucked it up and just kept on going with your life or kept on going with the situation or, oh, that's not bothering me. Oh, they didn't hurt me. And you just suck it up. And then five years from now you realize, man, you got this gaping hole in your soul that is crying out. Take some time to allow yourself to mourn those things because mourning is part of letting go too. If you've ever lost a loved one, if you've ever lost somebody that was very close and very dear to you, you know that mourning is mourning is hard. It is a dreadful place and a powerful place at the same time. But as we allow ourselves to mourn the loss of those people and those loved ones, there is a cleansing that takes place. You might even begin to cry. You may begin to even hurt and mourn that. There's no condemnation in that. And look, okay. I'm going to step on a sacred cow right now. You know, a lot of times in our um, Christianity, um, we've been condemned for being sad or being in a place of mourning. You know, mourning is a place that God has provided for us to to, um, be free, for us to let go God created our being and who we are. Now, again, I'm not saying getting into this dark place of depression and now you're having suicidal thoughts and all that. Those are those are actual spirits that come to really, really bring you into a place of darkness. I'm talking about crying over a loss, crying over a place that you're letting go of that you can't, It's it can't be a crutch anymore in your life and you have to mourn that place. Uh, and... There's no condemnation there. Allow yourself this opportunity. It's part of the purging and the letting go process. Once you've made the list, no matter how short or how long it is, be sure to provide any detail that you'd like to or that God shows you about each item. Take the list, hold it up to God, and say to him what I said to him about letting go in the paragraphs above. You can use your own words, um, One of the things that I did, uh, you know, a while back, um, and you can choose to do this however you would like, uh, I tore mine into a million little pieces and took them to the cross. You can do this or burn the list in a fireplace. Whatever is symbolic to you for letting go, you can do that. You can dig a hole in the backyard and bury it if that's if that's going to be more meaningful to you. Again, this is what it's just symbolic. It's an, it's an action step. 
that you'll look back on when the enemy tries to bring these things. You can look back on that and it can be a, um, it can be a staple of no, I have let this go. When I tore up that paper, I'm telling you, I sat in the middle of a floor and I just tore those papers up. I tore them up as little as I could get them. And I'm, and that's, and, and, and eat with each tear, I was mourning the loss of maybe a childhood that, that I didn't have, uh, mourning the loss of relationships that had, um, uh, come by way of abuse or other things that they didn't work out or whatever it is, mourning the loss of years that you lost because you allowed somebody else to take control of your life. Whatever the case may be, whatever the loss is, that symbolic thing that you do is part of that letting go and that mourning process. And when I tore up all those little million pieces, I can see it right now. I put them in the middle of the floor and, 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 and imagined the cross there and all of the, of the, the cross. Oh, we're going to have to, we're going to have another talk about that on another podcast because the cross of Jesus Christ is so powerful in our lives. It's the redemption of our lives. And when I put all that at the cross and I said, this is yours, I can't fix this. I can't make it right. I can't undo it. This is my past. I can't go back and change anything. God, I seek your forgiveness and I pray and I ask that your redemption power just pour over all these areas of my life and bring redemption and bring salvation to these places. You don't have the power to fix all those things. And that was one of the things in my life that I was trying to do. I've got to fix this. I've got to make this right. I've got to turn this inside out and make it work out better. But guess what? We can't do that. And we can drive ourselves crazy trying to do that. That's why the scripture says in Romans 8 that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. All things work together. And I have to trust that. And in this moment, I want to go back to Luke uh, chapter 7, verse 48. And remember, we're talking about the woman who was a sinner that came into the room with all the Pharisees and with Jesus sitting there, poured out her oil on his feet, kissed his feet, cried her tears of mourning, I would imagine. And then he said to her in verse 48, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And that's what I want to say to you today. Your faith in the cross, your faith in God, who in this moment you've decided, I'm letting these things go has saved you. Go in peace. Go in peace. Go in peace. Jesus desires peace for us. And when we're steeped in shame and all these other things that have come into our life through pain and heartache and our sin, sin that that people have committed against us and the sins that we've committed against others, it's a mess. And there is no peace in that. But when we trust God, And when we bring those things to the throne of grace and we give them to him, he says, cast your care upon me for I care for you. Come to me, all you that are heavy laden 
and burdened down and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come and learn of me. And that's what I want to say to you today. Open your Bible. Learn and see who Jesus Christ is. He he is a loving Savior. He is a faithful Savior. And he is saying today, go in peace. Letting go, really, for me, was the first step in going forward into this beautiful life that God's called me to. This life of coming out of the shadows and stepping into this grand, beautiful place that he has for me. He is the author and finisher of all this. So even after you let go, you've got you've got to understand that he is the author and finisher of your faith. He is the one that is going to get you where you need to go. Just like uh, I mentioned in the journal entry, I'm going to trust your wisdom, God, and just take one step at a time. And that's what this is. It's one step at a time. If you can take the next step, you're in a good place. And after you're there, just take the next one and the next one and the next one. You don't have to look at the next year down the road. You don't even have to look at the next week down the road because there are times in your life that it's going to be all that you can do just to take the next step, just to live this day that you've woke up in. Look, I understand that. I've been there. And what I learned to do is go, Lord, just help me take one more step forward. Help me take this next step forward and this next step forward. And as I do take those steps forward, before I know it, I'm into next week or into next month or even into next year. And I look back and see the faithfulness of God. Amen. I want to pray over you before I go today. Father, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to speak into the lives of those who are listening. God, those who are in a place of brokenness or shame. I ask you, Lord God, that your word that we've spoke today would speak to their hearts and would empower them, God, to wake up and live their lives and show up for their lives. That, that, that these words that have been spoken today, Father God, would encourage them, give them strength, give them courage, make them brave, Father, to stand up in their own lives that you've already planned beforehand for them to walk in. Give them boldness and give them wisdom as they walk this out, as they sit and mourn, as they write in the journal. Father, speak to their heart about what you desire to accomplish in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I pray you were encouraged, inspired, and empowered to take some steps toward showing up for your life. It's not easy, but take it from me. It can be done with the power of the Holy Spirit and your choice to say yes to him every moment of the day. You can connect with me at chrissyhutchings.com and at beautifulyoublogger on Instagram. You can also check me out on Facebook at Chrissy Hutchings and Twitter at Chrissy H. Please share the podcast on your social media platforms, especially if you know someone who deals with some of the things we discussed today. If you're hearing the podcast on YouTube or the website, I invite you to leave a comment and let me know how the podcast is impacting your life. I also welcome suggestions or topics you might want me to discuss here on the podcast. I'm totally open to that interaction. My heart is to invite everyone who hears this podcast into the healing that God is doing in my life and into an authentic, unapologetic life. There's so much power there. Go out and make it a great day and we'll see you next time.